0: Democratic Republic of Congo, Syria, Sudan, Ethiopia, Eritrea, Nepal, Burma, Morocco, Central African Republic.
1: These are not just destinations to travel from Hartsfield-Jackson's International Airport.
2: They are the countries where refugees have come from to settle outside of Atlanta. And many of them have also found their way to work at a coffee shop that is making a name for itself not only for their coffee, but for their culture.
1: 30 minutes from downtown Atlanta, Clarkston has become the Ellis Island of the South.
2: This destination for refugees embraces 40 nationalities speaking 60 languages in 1.4 square miles.
1: On today's show, we share the story of this town's Refuge Coffee, a nonprofit business that brews up community, Commerce, and career opportunities. This is the story of how Kitty and Bill Murray founded a place that is about much more than coffee.
2: From Atlanta, you're listening to Peach and Prosperity. We're a daughter and dad duo who share Southern stories of economic inspiration, historical significance, and cultural creativity
1: corner lot of a busy intersection a bright red truck has transformed this former gas station into a home with welcoming white walls big windows with inspirational quotes it isn't enough to talk about peace one must believe in it and it isn't enough to believe in it one must work at it Eleanor Rosen
2: when you order a drink to go Your cup is given to you in a sleeve that reads, "As you enjoy this drink, you are providing a living wage, quality job training, and mentorship for a resettled refugee who lives right here in Atlanta's backyard."
3: My name is Ali Muhammad. I'm from Sudan. So we move, me and my family, we moved to to Ethiopia. So we've been refugees in Ethiopia for more than fifteen years. We apply to to get like a safe place to live. So, and we don't know that we're moving to Atlanta here. So we just applied and then we we got like a, American people they accepted us. The process, it took us between two to three years. Uh, they helped us and we came here. As a member of the Refuge Coffee Team, Ali brought his
1: mother's love for coffee with him to his work and the training program has taught him to not only perfect his cappuccino making skills but his English.
3: So my favorite is uh, the job training. Job training is it teaches us a lot. Yeah, so first when I start working here I just I speak English but not not pre- not good like broken really broken English. So here in a job training we they teach us how to speak and they teach us how to communicate with others.
2: Ali is just one of the many employees that makes Refuge Coffee
0: feel like a big family business. Our model is that um, more than half of our full-time employees are resettled refugees. Most of them are. And seven of them are trainees. So they come to work for us full-time, living wage, hourly job for one year. And during that one year, they have on-the-job training, on-the-job training, so they really do become great baristas if that's what they wanted to do. There's two- to three-hour job training class that goes on every week. We have a person who does all that training, and we eventually wrote our own curriculum. And they're only with us for a year, which is hard because... We feel like family, and when they go, we're just so sad about it. This
1: big idea began with a simple philosophy of getting to know her new community.
0: My husband and I moved to Clarkston, and we moved here purposefully. We wanted to live in a community that was diverse, like economically and and all kinds of other ways. And we didn't even have a plan for that. We just knew that's where we wanted to live. If we were going to have friends that weren't all like us, we're going to have to live in a neighborhood that wasn't all like us. So we moved here, and there's so many stories about how we met neighbors and how we got to know them. But we began to meet our refugee neighbors from lots of different countries. I think one of the first impulses I had was, well, I want everybody to know them. We were aware of the jobless situation here. Refugees in our experience, are the hardest working people we've ever met. And so it isn't for lack of drive or skill that they don't have good jobs. It's just lack of opportunity. And so jobs are hard to come by, and then the jobs that most refugees are able to get right off the bat are jobs nobody else wants, and they're usually not near here.
2: From these experiences, Kitty reflected
0: on what unique way she could contribute. I want everybody to know our neighbors, and I want our neighbors to have more opportunities for jobs. And then I wanted a coffee shop nearby <laughs> because I work in coffee shops a lot and I just love coffee. And so all of those thing, three things together sort of converged through conversation.
1: One conversation in particular with a 90 year old friend made a major impact on her.
0: She's from Somalia. She speaks nine languages and victim isn't one of them. So she, was, she wasn't she was complaining or whining. She was just stating a fact. So the thing I kind of heard in those words were that, you know, nobody thinks we're worth this. Like, whatever this is. Like, to me, a coffee shop says, this is a welcoming place. It's warm. It's inviting. It tastes good. It, you're worth something if you come here, you know? and And so that was like one of, you know, their tipping points along the way when you're trying to I didn't even think I was trying to decide anything. It was just an idea that just wouldn't go away.
2: Ultimately, these conversations with locals and pop-up block parties with coffee taste tests around town influenced Kitty's decision to get started. And so did her conversations with her grown children. See, Dad? It's important to listen to us.
1: Duh. I always listen to you. Wait, what were you saying? In all seriousness, Kitty's kids said...
0: Start with a truck. And I was like, no, I want a place. But a truck is a lot more affordable, makes more sense. And, you know, I'm glad I listened to them.
2: Then Refuge
0: Coffee found a parking lot for it and negotiated rent from its owner. So he let us pay a dollar a month for the parking lot, two days a week.
1: But that sweet real estate deal didn't last forever.
0: Almost two years ago, he called and he said, the bank is about to foreclose on the property. I'm declaring bankruptcy they're going to want you to move out. And and I remember going, well, that takes time, right? Like foreclosures are like long processes. And he goes, well, yeah, but it's been going on for a long time. It's happening this week. So we heard from the bank that now owned the property a few days later telling us to get out. That was hard because we took about two months to talk them into letting us stay. And we basically squatted <laughs> until then. And they allowed us to stay. And then eventually, and they kept saying, don't you want to buy it? Don't you want to buy it? Even at half the original price, it was way more than we could even think about. And then one day they called and said, we have another buyer, but if you'll pay us this amount, we'll sell it to you. And it was more than we had, but we decided. And they raised the money
1: to turn their dream of owning that spot into a reality.
0: Now, in
2: addition to this coffee truck stationed on the corner of East Ponce de Leon Avenue, Refuge Coffee travels around Atlanta to share their drinks and stories with businesses
0: like Atlanta United, MailChimp, the film business, and many more. Walking Dead, Stranger Things, Queen Latifah's had us come several times. And what's so fun to me is I almost never go, like probably never, a lot of our and so Leon will often say to new trainees you will meet more famous people this year than she has ever met in her life. <laughs> and I love that we're giving that kind of fun opportunity. So we have a revenue stream from our business that our refugee employees run and Up until middle of last year, it was about half of our income and the other half was donations. And we need those donations for just for sustainability, to grow, to use this space well, because we do a lot of events here and just for the community. But also in order to provide the training we want to provide, to pay the living wage jobs, all of that. And then uh, so half is donations, half is earned revenue. But we just the scales, and it's two thirds earned and one third donations, which is we think is a huge win.
1: While working at Refuge Coffee Company, the employees learn more than just how to make coffee.
0: It helps prepare people for the citizenship test, which most of our employees have quite a few years before they would qualify for that, but we help them get ready for that. What we do is towards the end, we tailor it towards what they want to do next. So we provide a mentor in the field they want to go into. So like one of our trainees is about to start at Georgia State. and We're so proud of her. And a lot of refugees have interrupted educations. And so getting into college here is just hard. So there is a curriculum. there is a There are tests and some measurable things, but there's also like just more relational things. And the thing that we have noticed is that when trainees leave us, They have this vast network of American friends. And you know how that is. Like your next step in life usually involves who you know. And when they
2: graduate, they take those skills in many directions, including several alumni who launch their own businesses to support their community. When there are emergencies
0: or tragedies, they give back. Comes to work for us. They so quickly start thinking about how they can give back. They don't have to be set up in life to do that. They are ready. From these responsive to the proactive events, refuge hosts,
2: artisan markets, author talks,
0: and so much more. Let's put Refuge Coffee on the map. A clothing sale, and we sell clothing for $2 per item. And we send half of the money we make to refugee serving organization in another country, usually a country where we have employees who are they're from there. So it's kind of a cool way for the refugee community here to contribute to their home countries. And it also, we do it right before school starts. We do a Speak Refuge event that's just a lineup of tons of our community, just like dance and spoken word and music and we involve art and it's just a great night and lot a lot of people come for that. To get a feel for the space before you visit, check out
2: com, where our friend Eugene Buchko shares the story of Refuge Coffee in images.
0: Got our 501c3 and did all that stuff and had to raise money and all of that was very scary. And it's still a little scary, but it's so fun. Like it has been just so fun.
1: Thanks for listening to Peach and Prosperity. If you like what you've heard, give us a review.
0: And special thanks to
2: Pony Lee for the background music in this episode.